Hello? Hello? So what, no fucking ZD now? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Hi, welcome to You Know That Episode. I'm Trev. And I'm Victoria. We're two friends who watch too much TV. We break down iconic episodes of good shows. And bad. And explain why we feel the way we do. Today, we're talking about one of my favorite episodes of Glee. It's season two, episode six, titled Never Been Kissed, which aired on November 9th, 2010. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) The chokehold? Like, okay. So, I think most people who know me assumed that this would be my number one favorite. Just because of the the Blaine of it all. Mm. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it was really hard to choose between this and duets. I think I feel, I feel right in my original choice. But oh my God, it was really hard. This episode is so much fun. It has so much, so much of it that I forgot. And just like blocked out, I guess. This is definitely like how I felt with Sexy and Born This Way. I think we both struggled with our decision for number one, but I still feel like I made the right choice and it sounds like you did too. But I definitely watched this episode and was like, yeah, this makes complete and utter sense why you would choose it. (laughs) Yeah, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of moments for all of my favorite characters in this uh, in good and bad ways. And yeah, I don't know. I think similarly to how you might feel about sexy versus born this way, born this way as a whole is like, a perfect episode and same I feel the same way about duets where it's like everything about it is perfect to me yeah and then this episode the moments that I love are my favorite moments in the entire show but then a lot of the epi- rest of the episode kind of feels like filler mm-hmm. so those standout moments are really like carrying everything exactly. else for me when I think about it in like the context of my favorite so I don't know if you feel that way about sexy where it's like the Britannia stuff I do yeah so I think which makes sense for us, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. This episode, I forgot about a lot of stuff, but it's just so yeah. good. It's it so was good. really good. A lot of good Kurt. Again, great Kurt great moments. Great Kurt moments. In this. Um, so we open on Finn and Sam in the locker room. And it literally reminded me of that Vine <laughs> where the where the person's like two bros sitting in the yeah. hot tub five feet apart because they're not gay. <laughs> 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 like, I don't know why, but the whole like chit chattiness oh it. yeah yeah but it's also kind of nice to see them like doing that and feeling very comfortable with each other because finn doesn't necessarily seem like a character that would be comfortable doing that so it's nice to see him be like oh yeah just chat with my buddy while we're taking baths i was like that was yeah. it feels very out of character for him in a nice way yeah agreed finn is such a d-bag he's I such hate him. i hate him i he's just like he's he's so gross he's so gross it really is uncomfortable and it makes me feel really sad for yeah. beast in this episode and and rachel and quinn yeah, and he's just like how did we all end the boys up with the only and two tina who like yeah it's just like it's it's really gross but like boys do talk like this in high school but it's just like it's not nice to see it i don't like to see it I can accept yeah. that this is how boys yeah, act, but I don't want to. I don't want to see it. But I saw the ice bath, mm-hmm. and I was I my immediately thought was like, wow, that sounds amazing right now. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm so it's so hot here in Maine this past oh week, gosh, and like, oh my, I would kill for that. I think that would heal me. The Quinn and Sam like makeout scene or whatever, and Sam's and Quinn is like, I don't want to do that. Like that leads to bad things, and I'm like, you can hook up and not get pregnant. <laughs> Yeah, like, you don't have... And you can, like, hook up and, like, 
wear protection like did yeah. you learn nothing from holly holiday oh wait she comes later <laughs> she does that episode is later unfortunately maybe they maybe this whole episode could have been avoided or that story yeah. like, could have been avoided if we had holly holiday earlier but yeah it's like quinn you could just like you could fool around like you guys could still have fun and like whatever yeah without getting pregnant but like i understand where she's coming from too because she's but she's like uh i've been through a lot already because of sex i think i'm all set for now <laughs> Poor thing. She got traumatized after she yeah, got Yeah. I mean, understandably. Mm. All right. So then we move on to a scene with Kurt and Rachel. Oh, no. Kurt and Tina. And Kurt looks amazing with this bow tie. This gold bow tie with a, yes. with a clock on it. I like Kurt's outfits throughout this whole episode, I will say. Yeah. He's looking good in this episode. Yeah. I really like him and Tina as a duo. I like their friendship. And like... Yeah. They both are like, oh, you're doing the most? Me too. Yeah, literally, because Tina's whole outfit is like black Victorian lace. Yeah, she's like a vampire. Yeah. But, and then Karofsky comes in and just is a full terrorist. I hate him so much. Disgusting, I hate him. I have no empathy for him. No sympathy. None of it. I don't in this episode, but I think we talked about it a little bit in a previous episode where I was just kind of like, you just know that this guy has no support in his life. And even in this episode, when Blaine tries yeah. to offer him support, he's just so he, angry. He like freaks out. Yeah, because he, I think he knows that even if he has support from his peers, like the people he actually cares about, like his dad and his football yeah. player bros are never gonna like yeah. support him. I Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I think for me, I'm also just like, what does bully like bullying Kurt doesn't make you less gay? Yeah, it doesn't change that like anything about yourself. Why act like that? Like, what has Kurt done to you specifically other than just like exist? And I'm also just like I'm very protective over Kurt, so I can't help it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't. That's my that's my baby boy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I, f- I felt for him in this episode. I just this episode it like all like, comes oh, to a head God. in such a way where. It's, it is really uncomfortable to watch a lot of it. It's very challenging to watch. Um, all right. We move into the we move into the Glee Club. And Puck, I don't know if you noticed, but he's wearing a shirt that says a wolf among Ugh. sheep. And I just know that he would be a Trump Absolutely supporter. Absolutely he would. He's just like a terror. He's, uh, he's so... Yeah. I hate that he's in this episode so as much. much as he is. It's really annoying to watch. Yeah. And I guess like this is just... The reality of rewatching this show, all things considered. But it's hard to get through sometimes when he's on screen. Like, I was, like, mm-hmm. actively looking away and, like, trying to just be like, oh, whatever, I don't want to deal with this. I just want to get to the parts I like. The way I literally fast-forwarded through some of these scenes and performances, I just couldn't watch it. Because he's also, like, it's, like, his performances aren't compelling. Even when I was watching They're the bad. show and before everything, like, happened and came out or whatever... Like, it still wasn't interesting to me. Right. I still didn't care. Yeah. Um, He's really boring as a performer. Yeah, he's just boring. Just as a character, I don't care for him. Um, And then Mr. Shu is basically telling them, like, who's our competi- competition for the next um, <laughs> sectionals, I think it is. And Rachel starts scribbling everything he's saying into her planner. <laughs> She's so dramatic. like, can you chill out? <laughs> Do we know Rachel's sign? Oh, my God. I she swear... has to be a Virgo, right? I know. Yeah, I swear it's probably a Virgo. And if it's not, 
I'll be shocked, but... I would be shocked. <gasps> okay, do you want to take one final guess? I just looked it up on uh, Glee Wikipedia. Was our first guess wrong? It is wrong. She's not a Virgo. Okay, is it another Earth sign? No. It's gonna oh my make God. sense. It's gonna make sense. Okay, I have to say this. I just have to say this. <laughs> <laughs> is she a Sag? She's a Sagittarius. I knew it. <laughs> She's a Sagittarius. That makes so much sense. So her birthday is December 18th. So she's right on the end of it too. Oh, that makes so much sense. Ugh, I okay. love, yeah. I love myself. Her and Nicki Minaj. Her and Nicki. Yeah. I mean. And Taylor Swift. <gasps> How could we forget? We could never. And so, and Snooki. Oh, Mike, is she really? I didn't know that. Yeah, and Ronnie. Oh, two sides, two sides of a coin. <laughs> two sides of the same coin. Um, all right. So anyway, we get information that there's going to be a boys versus girls tournament, and basically, I think that this was such a good idea for, like. A competition to see who can yeah. bring forward better ideas because you just see that the girl's idea was so much better yeah and the guys performance sucked ass <laughs> okay this is where we're gonna get into it i love that performance are you kidding me i i don't like the visual of it like watching it but i listen to it all the time no that performance sucks i i the song love sucks. that the performance. mashup I sing so that I sing the beginning of that like all the time to myself just like randomly. It's like so The girl performance was way better. Oh, I agree. The girls deserve to win, but I lis- I listen to the I like the boys one so much still. I always like mm-hmm. these competition and mashup episodes though, like I'm a sucker for it and they always kill it. Like that's one thing Glee is going to do is crush a mashup. Vitamin D was on my list of potential favorites to talk about. I just love oh, yes. the Halo walking on sunshine mashup. And then what is it? Um, every fucking time. Confessions and the boys one is. <laughs> oh, that's another one I sing all the time, too. What yeah, is it? It's my life and confessions part two. Oh, it's my, my life. Yeah, that one's good. That, that one's, one's good. good. Wow, there's only two good. performances in that episode. Whoa. That's weird to think about. That's so weird. Because most have, like, have at least five. like three or four. Yeah. yeah. Most are five and at least three. To have only mm-hmm. two, that's very weird. Wow. Whatever. It's funny to have, of like, yeah, I don't know. That's just odd to think about. I always expected it to be more. But I guess it's two mashups, so technically it's four songs they had to pay the license for first season that's yeah. the first half that's of the true. first season they probably didn't have like a ton of money for the licensing and stuff like that so maybe that was their workaround yeah i guess so that's my guess yeah that might be right um okay then we move on to another kurt and Karofsky scene Ugh. and he's just on another level in this episode like it's so freaking it's, annoying yeah like it's come to a head in a way that is just like so upsetting to watch and Kurt is just, like, doesn't even know what to do. Like, it's just, he's so at a loss. And you could see, like, Chris Colfer's acting in this episode is phenomenal. He's doing really good. And then Mr. Shu pulls him into 
his office and like sees it happen and Kurt's face as Mr. Shu passes him water and asks if there's anything that he can do to help was so pointed. Oh my god, I can't even like I can't describe it. If Everyone just needs kill. to go and watch it. If looks could kill, four minutes and fifty six seconds. Go watch it. Go see what I mean. He's he passes so, him a little like, cup of water. He just looks. That's the exact defeated. face I would make if that was me. Not even that. Just annoyed that like this performative ass teacher is being exactly. Like, Why are you pretending to care? Do right. There's nothing you can do un- unless you're gonna actually actually like try to get this guy off my back and advocate for me he's he literally says exactly what i was thinking too he says you like everyone else at this school are too quick to let homophobia slide exactly wow and he's wow. so like i'm so glad that he kurt and santana are really the only characters that really give it to shu in a way he needs like especially with the episode that ricky martin is in where like uh shu is just like being blatantly racist Mm-hmm. And, like, doing, like, these weird Spanish performances and everything like that. And Santana goes in on him about how disrespectful and racist it is. It's the mm-hmm. same here with Kurt, where he's just, like, you're being performative. Like, you let it slide just as much of, as everybody else here. And, you like, I'm tired of it. And also, you're a bad teacher. Literally. He was, like, your lesson plans are boring. I'm not being challenged here. It's worthless. Yeah. Like, it's, there's no point of me being here. And, like, he's right. Why would Why should he... Invest all this time in his schoolwork and his life here when no one is investing time in him. Especially his right. Glee Club teacher who's supposed to be his ultimate support system and champion. And you're handing him a little, like, dentist cup of water? Like, who is that helping? Nobody. And we all knew yeah. he was never going to do anything to begin with. He brought him in the office for the performative, like, I'm here for it. you, buddy. To be like, I'm here shit. for you. Yeah, he's not going to actually do anything that will literally drive exactly. results. And also, just... you could tell by Shu's response, because Kurt is, like, like just snaps at him in a way that he's right right to do so. And Shu's like, is this because I wouldn't let you sing with the girls? Bro, fuck you. Like, what, is, what goes through your mind? Oh, it's so infuriating. Literally. This whole episode has seat. a lot of, like, what is the word? How, 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 do, how do, like, um... Ba- breaches and boundaries in like inappropriate ways like especially with how all the boys treat beast and then like how karofsky treats kurt and everything like that and then it's when really... the boys are like we're sorry yeah it, it pissed like, me off so bad okay you're still you did something wrong still and you're not going to yeah. face any consequences for it but you did something wrong you yeah. should understand why what you did was bad but they just like yeah. it just goes over their head and they're like we're sorry will But, uh, yeah, and it's, like, it mirrors each other where, again, these characters that are, like, at this point, Beast isn't queer, as far as we know. Eventually, Mm -hmm. um, Beast does come come out as trans. But at this point, Beast is, like, presenting as cis and straight and everything like that. Just, like, not in a way that people assume a woman should. So... They give no respect to Beast because of that. And then Kurt doesn't present how they think a man should, so it gets no respect and, like, no God, oh. respect for their bodies or their autonomy or, like, how they want to be perceived and Just how they want to, like... personhood? Yeah, it's so... Them as a person? Like, regardless it's so of their identity or... But again, yeah, like... it's accurate to how teenage boys see otherness and differences and stuff like that and queerness. So I guess it's, like, okay, good for them, but, ugh. Infuriating to watch infuriating to watch very difficult and i found myself very cringing i was just cringing yeah um all right 
We move on to um, Kurt talking to the boys about his presentation <laughs> for his ideas of what <laughs> what their costumes should be. And he says, Bob Mackie-esque marabou feathers are a must if we Kim. do anything by Diana Ross. And he's like totally right. But like his presentation is embellished around the he, edges with like he definitely I'm went to Joanne you, Fabric and like spent too fucking much money. I'm telling you, Terry could, Terry's craft room could never touch Kurt's mm-hmm. craft room. Mm-hmm. I I feel that I feel that in my chest. I think you're right. I think so. Yeah, I and the All boys right. just ignore him. And again, it's another one of those scenarios where they just like don't take him seriously because he's gay. He's they're being very dismissive. They're like, "We actually we think you should just go spy on the warblers because that's the only thing that we can imagine you actually doing right." And then yeah, and especially like the whole challenge is so specifically built for someone like Kurt who's not traditionally masculine and they just ignore him and it's like okay if you want to beat the girls you should listen to him mm-hmm. but you don't whatever yeah they're annoying um all right then we get another quinn scene she's talking to sue about how she needs to fix the situation because she overhears sam talking to finn about beast the whole thing or no wait sorry that's wrong she is making out with him and he says beast when she tells him to say her name instead. That's what happens. <laughs> and again, it's just very weird. The whole storyline is very uncomfortable. It's extremely it's like, uncomfortable. Leave Beast alone. I'm I'm asking you so nicely. <laughs> no, because the honestly, imagine being the actress that plays Beast in this entire episode is about the fact that teens picture You're your unfuckable. Face to stop them. Literally. That's so... It's, this uh, episode is fucked up. It's fucked up. It's weird. I feel so bad for Dot Marie Jones. Like, truly. Like, never gets anything good on this show. It just, like, goes from, like, being described as, like, unfuckable She-Hulk to then Ugh. being with, like, a domestic abuser. And oh then being becoming, like, the, stor- the, like, ham-fisted way they handle Beast transition later on. It's just like a, very, a real about a it. real disservice to an actress who's very very talented. Yeah. But all right. She's onto bigger and better things now. She's going to be in that new movie Bros this summer, which well, looks very funny. I hope it's good. Me too. The I hope she got a check. Me too. The fact that Quinn never takes off her cheerleading outfit really annoys me, but somehow it's not annoying when Santana and Britney do it. It just pisses oh, I wonder me off why when Quinn I wonder it. why you feel that way. I don't know, but everything she does annoys me, so. It must, like, she has to have a couple, right? Like, there's no way she's washing that every single night. I don't know. Maybe she just sleeps in it. Maybe she never takes it off. (laughs) She's like a fucking vampire or something like that. Yeah. And then she tells Sue that she thinks Beast and Sam apparently are sneaking around behind her back. And Sue literally says, that is the most horrific image I can imagine. (laughs) (laughs) I Quinn is so stupid Quinn is fucking delusional I hate this her is so ass. stupid it's so stupid like why not just ask your boyfriend what what's up right like why would you go to your psychotic cheerleading coach who always makes a muck of things who's like a basically a domestic terrorist she literally is it yeah it's very weird it's but I guess like I, I, I don't know actually I can't make a an excuse for it 
I wish I could. <laughs> no. No, you can't. All right. And then Sue calls Sam a Macaulay Culkin stunt double, which made me Absolutely laugh. Absolutely devastating. That's a re- <laughs> that's one of the best reads in this episode. Truth. Um, and then I literally fast forwarded through the Artie and Puck song as I hate when they sing. Yeah, it's not good. It's just not good. Any and my one note is like, what is does the McKinley band program look like that they have steel <laughs> drums on deck? It's just like weird. And then Artie's putting on this weird accent while singing. It's like a pseudo black scent, which Ugh. Artie does a lot. He does that so much. Uh it, yeah, it's just a it's not a fun performance. It's not exciting. All right, Artie needs to stay the fuck away from Britanna, who are currently sharing gummy bears. Santana looks so in love. Brittany looks so cute. They're having fun. And then Artie wants to go and steal her away. And it's just like, no, stay away. It's like, stay away from her. Get away from her. They're having fun. Leave her alone. Leave them alone. Get yeah, a job. Yeah, it's like, you are you were a dick. Like, you let it go. Let, let it go. Move yeah. on. You lost your chance. You set your boundaries. Now move on. Mm-hmm. And then we immediately move on to Kurt and Blaine first meeting. Oh, my God. So cute. The way I was grinning like an idiot at the screen the entire time. I. Oh, okay. That scene was really cute. I like I loved Glee in season one. I was a Gleek. I was there. Mm-hmm. I was on Tumblr. I was doing the whole thing. All that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Season two is when it got serious for me. Yeah. Season two, it was all cylinders are firing. I am a terror. This is the most important thing in my life. And that's all. That's because of Blaine Anderson. This episode, this changed the course of my life. Wow. I can confidently say Blaine Anderson changed me. (laughs) I'm getting chills. (laughs) I was so deeply online because of this relationship and specifically because like Blaine and Kurt just like as a duo and then separate like I just love their character so much but I've come to appreciate Kurt more as I've gotten older like I've said in the past and just like really understood Kurt's arc and character and like how how he is Uh, Blaine immediately was everything to me I don't know if it's because of his voice or if it was the writing He's or just such a good Darren Chris just being a good soul, a kind, heart. beautiful. I think it's it has to be a combination of the three. Because I like truly, what it was my whole world. If I wasn't on Tumblr, like live blogging the episodes, talking about Blaine or trying to make edits or like any of that, I was reading fanfic or I was listening to the songs. Like I was a Blaine fucking stan. And him, them seeing each other, and Kurt's immediate, immediately lighting up, and Blaine just out of the gate being so warm to Blaine him. Blaine is so handsome in this scene. And they're immediately holding hands, too, right? Oh. They hold hands and run to the... He immediately grabs his I hand. I got chills. Immediately. I got chills. I got chills. Imme- the slow motion the, running. The little piano in the background. It, oh, it... <laughs> I can't even get into it. It's just like, it was... It was like wish fulfillment for me, I think, seeing this. It was like some, like, lonely gay kid wish fulfillment seeing this happen for Kurt. I was like, if it can happen for Kurt, it can happen for me. Darren Chris was the perfect choice for Blaine, too. Perfect casting. And he's he's so good in this episode. And for a first episode, he gets a lot of screen time. The performance is so sweet and good, too. Like, that was the perfect everything. This episode was perfect for him. It's perfect. 
And the t- Teenage Dream is such a phenomenal song. Yeah. Like, one of my favorite mm-hmm. pop songs. One of my favorite pop mm-hmm. albums. And for this to be, Dar- like, Blaine's first performance and just set the tone for him and Kurt's relationship so wonderfully. And it's like, they're going to have this. They're going to have this love that they that they're singing about and that they sing about so often throughout the rest of the show. Yeah. And they don't even know it yet. Literally. And Kurt is so and enchanted. Just, and then he like literally has his yeah. breath taken away when he's watching this performance. He like can't believe how good the warblers are and just like what a nice inclusive environment. He's so excited yeah, he's, and I'm yeah. Immediately feel looks like he is at home. I'm pretty sure he like and they're fell all in love. they're all Yeah, this is the moment he falls in love, like no doubt. It takes Blaine a little longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we know. He says that like We'll get there. That's mm-hmm. we'll talk about that episode yeah. too. Don't fucking worry. <laughs> but like, I, like this is when Kurt falls in love. He may not realize it yet. He may think it's just a crush. But this is the moment where he sees the love of his life for the first time and doing what he does best. And it's so important. It's so impactful. It was so important to me. I would watch this scene endlessly. It's so good. Endlessly, over and over and over and over again. I would watch just their scenes together. I it yeah it was everything to me and then like the the through line of teenage dream throughout the whole series as like such an important part of their relationship is so sweet to me even when it's very sad and it's a nice parallel to like the other songs we see multiple times like i kissed a girl or don't stop believing it's it's nice when they have these kind of arcs throughout the show or like a don't rain on my parade Mm mm-hmm and, like, how many meanings these songs can take on. But, uh, how could someone not immediately fall in love with Blaine? I mean, I... I like, it, it doesn't... doesn't it, add up. It's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. This is one of my top five be- favorite Glee performances. No question. Yeah, no questions asked. Without even... Uh, he's... It's a, it's incredible. And when he... When he takes it up a hot... Like, his voice goes up a little bit on Valentine... Kills me. Kills me. I get chills every time. That one little moment, I'm like, oh, the Warblers are eating up new directions every time. I don't care what anyone okay, says. Okay, now you need to back it up and you just need to relax. Yeah, no. you're going a little... I can't help it. I love you're them. You're going too far right this now. Was the fir- this, was the, this was the only Glee album I ever bought was the Warblers album. Okay, that's fine, but you're going too far. On, DV- on CD. Oh my god, I love... I love that. The fact that I literally I was that. feet away from Darren Chris at Glee Live. So I he walked by. Tru- I he walked by. I have the blurriest iPod Touch photo of him. <laughs> I would. I would have literally and passed out. It was so good live. They had one Warblers performance or two, I think. Um, yeah. Actually, was it Teenage Dream? Wait, we're about to find out. It, I. It has to be. It's like the big one. Wait, we're about to check. Glee live performances. I feel like it was Teenage Dream. Glee live in concert. It wasn't their first tour. It was their second one. The one in okay. 2011. That makes sense. Um, Dog days are over. Because Darren wouldn't have been in it. Oh, they have three. Wait, what? 2010 and 2011. For 2011. Yeah, the 2011 set list has Teenage Dream, Silly Love Songs, and Razor oh, Blast. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. It was so good. 
And the reason that he was so close to us is because they do it on the stage in the middle of the auditorium, not on the main stage. Yeah. So, like, he was really close. Like, they... That's the good they shit. They walked from the main stage to the middle stage. And I was... I happened to be closer to the middle stage. So, I caught the front <laughs> of the Warbler performances. But, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, that makes me so happy for you. Ah! They were so you good. You earned They that. were so good. I honestly... I kind of want to text you a video from from... Oh my god, please of do. Of me literally screaming my head off. There's a really <laughs> funny moment where um, they did um, Happy Days Are Here Again, which I don't know why I didn't bring this up on that episode that we watched, Duets, where they actually sing that song. Yeah. But when that song came on at Glee Live, the way I literally screamed, <laughs> Leah! At the top of my fucking voice. Oh god. <laughs> That I believe you. I she had to have heard you. I hope she did. You're not quiet. I hope she heard me because I screamed so. And loud. I mean that in the best yeah. way. <laughs> All right. Oh my god, this set list is crazy. They go right from the Warblers into Happy Days Are Here. Get ha- come on, get happy or happy, get happy, whatever. That is overwhelming emotionally. It was too much. It was too much. I was completely overwhelmed. Yeah, I would have been too. Are you <sighs> kidding me? Oh, so good. Bangers. Bangers. All right, we move on um, to Tina and Mike. Yes. And Tina finally <laughs> learns the little trick that everyone's been using. And she uses it on yeah. Mike. And she makes a Mike the Situation reference about Mike's abs. Which we love. We, love. we stand Jersey Shore, but we do not condone <laughs> Tina's annoying behavior about Coach Beast. No. Absolutely I not. I just can't imagine. We stand with... We stand with Beast in this episode. We do. Um, I can't imagine being coached. And most episodes. Yeah, and most episodes. I side with Beast. <laughs> like, generally, whatever Beast is saying, I'm kind of on the same side yeah, as. Yeah, because, I mean, one of the only, like, actually good teachers at the school. Genuinely. One of the best, like, looks out so hard for all of these kids. And that's what, and, and and that carries through until season six, too, because I've, like, I've looked a little bit into, like, the gay characters they have at the end. And they have that, like, one football boy who's mm-hmm. gay. And uh, he says that Beast, Coach Beast kicks off, kicked off the other kids who were being homophobic to him and, like, had no a no tolerance policy. And I'm, like, the, one of the only people who actually... Actions on it. ...cares about like, these kids and, like, the, like, has consequences for how these kids act. Yeah. And actually does something. And like I'm, and I'm sure if Beast, I don't think Beast knew like is ever told about the whole Karofsky thing, but I can't imagine that it would have gone on if Beast knew. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't. I'm and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, please. If Beast does know, I, don't, I think eventually Beast finds out once Kurt leaves and everything like that. But yeah, I don't know for sure, but I couldn't imagine that it would be let like let it go like that. Yeah. But whatever. Um, all right. So we move on from this fucked up scene to another <laughs> Blaine, Kurt, and Warbler scene. And yeah. it's just so good how, like, the Warblers confront Kurt with such kindness, though. And not from, like, a, a place yeah. of, like, anger or malice. malice. Yeah. And some I think it's Blaine who says that, like, hey, if you're gay... If you're gay, your life's just going to be miserable. And yeah, when he's talking about like what he think, like what he thought, yeah. 
or like somebody told him or like somebody tried to help him or guide him and basically they they were just kind of like there's nothing we can do about the fact that you're gay and like there's yeah it's just kind of like yeah. good luck and the way that that's definitely happened to me before where somebody's been like your life is going to be harder oh, because yeah. you're gay why can't you just choose not to be gay <laughs> bro i have had that said to me literally i was in a mall in new jersey getting preached at by pray away the gay people in a <sighs> mall i was like i'm just trying to get to forever 21 and like people telling me like well you're just gonna have a more difficult life if you choose this path and i'm like babe what <laughs> listen to me did i choose this like do you hear my voice this is not a choice this is just kind of what ha- the the cards i got dealt here but yeah it's 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 nice that immediately even though kurt was like overstepping and spying or whatever i think he wasn't spying as much as he was just kind of trying to see if the, what the other options were out there for him if that feels more like in yeah. line and that's exactly what blaine says yeah and it's like a like what i've said about the uh like no one giving it Kurt any grace in the past or like letting mm-hmm. him fuck up or letting him be kind of shitty at times. Like no one just lets him be a teenager. They give, they treat him with grace out of the gate. They're immediately respectful of him and right. immediately like, Hey, we, we know you're probably having a hard time. We're not going to make it any harder. It, it's that easy out of the gate. It's that easy. And the fact that Blaine literally gives Kurt life altering advice moments after meeting, they've only known each other for like a few hours and Blaine's literally guiding him through life. And he's immediately like happy to be his support system yeah. and be there for him. And we see that throughout the rest of the episode with like the texts and everything oh my like God. that. Courage. Oh, I started sobbing. <sighs> I started, I need to like, I'm shocked that I haven't gotten a tattoo that says courage like that's a shock to me personally like that feels like something i have to do at one point in my life like what's going on yeah blaine is just i don't know a lot (laughs) please (laughs) a lot there's too much blaine immediately is just good just whole just wholesale a good person and wants the best for kurt even though he's known him for 10 minutes right a phenomenal best boy have you noticed that kurt has blue eyes and blaine has green eyes just saying have i noticed that <laughs> i was so i i could tell you darren chris's measurements with the amount of fan fiction that i've read <laughs> like oh my goodness i have actually this episode actually made me want to go reread one of my favorite fanfics of all time and if any like anyone who was in the glee fl- fandom but specifically the clay fandom would i think might know this because it was just like everywhere but it's called little numbers oh my god yes everybody's heard of that yeah it's just it's what it's one of my favorite f- fanfics of all time i have read it dozens and dozens of times i this episode made me want to reread it i think i might do that after i edit the episode <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah i love i love these boys they're so good and blaine is yeah blaine is immediately just so helpful and so sweet and being there for him in a way that nobody else is and i'm so glad that kurt gets that and takes the advice and really just is like you know what fuck this i'm not going to be treated like shit anymore yep i don't deserve this he doesn't deserve it all right we're gonna link the we're gonna link the we will be linking little numbers even if you haven't seen any crazy people who haven't watched it or yeah if you haven't read little numbers even if you're not a gleek you need to read it 
Just read Excellence. It. Excellence in storytelling. The way we've both mentioned the two biggest <laughs> fanfics for our favorite ships. Who is surprised? I'm shocked it didn't happen earlier. <laughs> okay. Finally. All right. So I mentioned influence. You mentioned little numbers. I think we can wrap up the podcast here. <laughs> yep. That's it, guys. <laughs> Bye. It's been fun. Bye. It's been fun. All right. We move on to the girls. They're working on their costumes. And Rachel screams at someone because they're gluing the sequins on backwards. And then she screams I spies. I hate her so much. This is also the first line she has in the episode. And it's like halfway through, which is really surprising. I know. Leah Michelle must have been like really struggling on that episode she, to like not speak. She must have been seething. That's why when she <laughs> yells, she's so good. She's like, I got to get it all out. Right. Um, Santana, please stay away from these stupid ass boys. I'm begging. Please. All the girls' faces when they're when Santana is and Brittany are talking to Artie and Puck, like our Quinn's face is perfect in this scene. It is because she's like, girl, love yourself, right? Like seek help, honey. But she's one to talk since she literally had sex with a guy. Yeah, true. And cheated okay. on her boyfriend with him at that. Yeah, like um. Preaching the choir much. Um, all right. And then we get Will and Shu in the teacher's lounge. Imagine having to s- tell this to someone. I could never. I I will give Will his kudos here. He he is trying so hard to be nice and not hurt Beast's feelings and just like be a good friend. I will say this. I really do enjoy the relationship that Beast and Shu have. I think their friendship is really genuine and I think there's so much respect there for each other. And uh, it's just, it feels nice watching them together. It feels like there's a lot of mutual respect. Nice to see. And it's, it makes me like Will in these scenes. Yeah. I had really bad secondhand embarrassment in this scene and I could not watch it. I needed yeah. to like watch it. I needed to like have it in another tab and just take notes on what I was hearing because I could not watch it. I had to, I watched it like through my fingers. I was just like very, it's very uncomfortable. All of these scenes include involving beasts in this episode are very uncomfortable because it's just mean. It's just mean for the sake of being mean. I, and like doesn't really move the plot along at all. Literally. And I, I literally could not watch. So I opened it another tab, was typing what I was hearing. And then I literally was like, <laughs> even just hearing it was making me cringe. Like I felt sick to my uh, stomach. It's so hurtful. Like I'm I'm just sick. Th- this episode is it's fucked so up. Hurtful. This is a really fucked up episode. It's so it's hurtful. It's so hurtful. All right. And then Puck again, and he wants to dine and dash. Sh- Fuck you, Puck. Fuck you. I hate him so much. We are a- like, oh, just such a fucking asshole. But Artie's a good boy. The waitress kind of looked like Olivia Newton-John. Okay, you're kind of right. <laughs> That's kind of kind of weird. I know, kind of weird, right? Older Olivia Newton John, not the not yeah, the yeah, yeah, Olivia yeah. John. But yeah, I I I'm glad that Artie paid. Yeah, me too. Good boy, Artie. That made me happy. Mm-hmm. Good boy, Artie. That's nice of him. Like, yeah, it it was, and even you could tell the girls were uncomfortable with yeah. him not paying. Yeah, even they were like, "That's not cool." They were like, "Yeah, that's not cool," but we didn't bring our wallets anyway. Yeah, so figure it out. <laughs> All right. Um, the next number, obviously, start me Ugh. up. Oh, they look hot as fuck. Banger. They look so hot. It's it fucked up. Santana kills me every time. Yeah, she's so hot in this fucking scene. And also, where'd they get all those amps from? I fucking love Bon Jovi. Can we just... <laughs> like... Oh, yeah. I'm absolutely pro Bon Jovi on this, like, 
Are you kidding? Like, I think to I, my knowledge, good guy. I think I like Bon Jovi more than the average person. I think that's fair. Yeah, I respect that. Um, Leah looks hot too. Honestly, this mashup Leah is looks like really good. Top ten. It's great. Yeah, it's just so exciting to watch, and they all do such a good job. They do so good. Rachel and Mercedes' voices together. Perfect. Perfect. They complement each other so well, and it's that's a duo that I wish we got more of. I, I love the part where they lift the microphone up and hold it over Rachel, and she goes, Living on a prayer. Yeah. And oh. she just crushes it. She crushes it. She crushes it was so it. good. It was so freaking good. And then, in the middle of the, the performance, Kirk gets the courage text. Yes. He gets it and he smiles down to it. And it's so cute. It's so cute. I'm oh like, my oh my God. God. You don't even know. I live. The I impact li- that this text had on me. On everybody who watched this episode. Like, it's such a simple thing. It's so Courage. amazing. Just be courageous. And, That's it. Uh, just, yeah. Uh, it's so good. It's so e- good. Expert writing. Mm-hmm. All right. Then Sue. We got a, a Sue scene. And yeah. she's telling Will, basically, Will, we got Beast fired. She's so happy about it. It's so mean. She's so annoying. And she's like, keep on, now your Glee Club can keep on singing about how awesome it is to be alive or ugly or whatever the point is. You're trying to. <laughs> I it made me giggle her. so hard. I can't say it. made me it. laugh so fucking hard. I know. All right. Um, okay, then we get. This really tragic ass, horrible, uncomfortable scene. So hard to watch. We get another Blaine text though before that, courage. and we see the courage in the um the locker, which yep. is which I have reblogged thousands of times. So true. Um, also I will say Blaine having a text signature is so faggy. Right, like dash dash Blaine. It's like who it's the hell so do you think? Dra- it drama. It's drama. <laughs> like babe, we I can understand if it was. An email? And I can understand if it was like an unsaved number, like they just met, they haven't saved the numbers yet, whatever. Kurt is not that type of girl though. He's saving first and last names as soon as he meets someone with a contact photo. That's his vibe, and I will not hear otherwise. But Bla- like Blaine, who is this for? It's very like AIM. I think like, going Blaine, away message. I think Blaine. It's so cute though because it speaks to how Blaine is yeah. probably like. I wonder if he saved my number. Probably not. I'll just send my name just in case. He's just yeah. Sweetie. He's not. Ex- he's not expecting. <laughs> yeah. He's not like a. He's not assuming it, which right. I I appreciate. But also, it's just like I know, but Blaine. it's so cute. I love it. Okay. It's so cute. I love him. I fucking love I just Blaine. Do. And can we just talk about what our style is? So when I first meet someone, I do first and last name. And then if yeah. we get to be friends, we any selfie that I have with that person becomes contact photo. I need to be in the picture, though. <laughs> That's really fucking funny. Okay, so I'm a first and last name person, like, almost exclusively. Oh, unless wait, you're, like, I forgot to say. Of- I forgot to say, I always do an emoji. Sometimes I ask people what they want theirs to be. Other times I'm just like, you are such a penguin vibe. You're getting the penguin. <laughs> I yes I so I think I asked you what emoji you wanted to be. What did I say? I was changing your. Oh God, I don't remember. I think it was like a butterfly. This was on my old phone, so it's different now. Now I just have the Libra scales next to it. Oh, I love that. Let's see. Because like, of course. Wait, tell me how yours is literally the butterfly. I think that's because you and I asked each other what we wanted it to be, and I said the butterfly. Okay. But I can't remember what yours was for the life of me. Probably, probably 
I mean, it was probably the Libra scales. That sounds like something probably. I would say. All right, we need to talk about but this like, scene. Yeah, it's just uh, uh, the way Karofsky went in for a second kiss, but then Kurt shoved him. Uh, I my skin did you, was did you see that crawling? Yes, it's so visceral and disgusting. Damn. And uh, like, oh, the beginning of the scene when Kurt is just berating him. Right. Makes me so happy yeah. to see Kurt just like really it, stand there and be like, it was thrilling. Cut your fucking shit. It was exactly. It was just, oh, uh, and then for him to kiss him, it's so, so uncomfortable and so cringy and so like disgusting to watch. And just like to have <sighs> that, that violation it, it is so, so profound and Karofsky is just so evil to his core at this point in his life and just like does not understand why what he's doing is wrong. And maybe he does and he doesn't care or whatever. He just needs to like enact these violences on Kurt to make himself feel better with himself. But it's just like it's such a hard scene to watch, but it's such a good scene. It's such a good scene. Such it's such an scene. important scene to Kurt as a character and like the rest of his journey throughout the whole show. Because this is, like, truly, like, he's always been bitchy. He's always, like, whatever. This is the start where he's, like, I'm not fucking taking it anymore. I'm going to call you out on being homophobic. I'm going to call you out on not doing anything. And we see this carried through with, like, his conversations with Finn in other episodes. And, like, with his dad when he's talking about why do I have to go it alone. Like, all that type of stuff. And, like, it's, it's so important. It's so upsetting, though. It's just, like, it's so hard to watch. And one thing that really bothers, the only thing that really bothers me about it is that, again, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners or Victoria or whatever, mm-hmm. we don't really see this, like, followed up again with any real consequences. Like, this is, like, literally sexual assault that Kurt is experiencing in a school, in a supposed safe space, even though no one is doing anything about, like, the harassment and bullying and everything like that. Pause. This is, like... Ex- pause. 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 Do we? Pause. You're forgetting, my friend, when Kurt literally says... In a later episode, I think it's born this way when he comes back to the school and he's like, yeah, I haven't told anybody about our kiss because I don't believe in outing. So it's it's a it's a character trait of Kurt's that it's not that he's protecting his abuser. It's that he has a certain moral compass and that moral compass tells him no matter what somebody did to me. That is one boundary that I will not breach, even not against my worst mortal enemy who has sexually assaulted me. I guess he's better than me. He's better than me, too. I would absolutely be outing that jerk and getting him kicked out of the fucking school. You don't do that. Yeah, and I... Yeah, I don't know. I think... I agree. I'm, I'm like, I think that you're right that Kurt is just, like, so set in his ways with that. And I think that's fair. But it feels like such a big moment for his character and his arc. For it never to really have any sort of repercussion other than him leaving absolutely like there's uh, there it doesn't feel like there's a a bow on it at the end i agree and that's you know? sometimes that's how life is though so i think they did a good job with the storyline because it really sucks but a you're lot, right a large majority of the time when people get assaulted nothing comes of it so it was actually an accurate depiction of what happens when somebody gets assaulted especially queer people i know you're right sucks. i just i just want to see karofsky get his comeuppance for it. i know but it sucks but we're never gonna get it <sighs> no you're right you're right Ugh, I'm know. just, it's uh, incredibly just it bothers me because I'm like, Ugh. it's so frustrating. This is because especially the conversation they have in the in Bore This Way in the principal in the office when it's like, 
okay, threats are only, like, or not maybe not in that episode, but when they're talking about, like, what they could, when Sue is principal, what they can do to protect Kurt, and it's like, f- threats are threats, only so much you could do with words, but it's like... It went beyond that, but nobody knows. It went beyond that, but nobody knows. But also, they do know, because he's always pushing and, hurt and hitting Kurt and stuff like that. So it's like, there is recorded, and, like, there are witnesses to this, like physical bullying that Kurt is experiencing so it's like it's a bit of a it's like no we know that he's causing violence he may he's not you may not know all of it but there is some it's like just because he's like he's literally pushing him to the point where he's falling on the ground and nobody's doing anything but then in the same breath they're like well he's not doing anything to you other than saying words it's like well we know for a fact he isn't and teachers are seeing that Will Schuster is seeing that and so it's like it's it's weird, you know what I mean? Yeah. Again, maybe I'm wrong, and like th- that gets brought up another time, but I don't think it does, and I it's really frustrating because like okay, yeah, they may not have all the the information about like the physical violence and like boundaries being crossed, but they have enough where they could do something about it. I think they could, and that's another thing that's very accurate to real life. It's like yeah, just because uh... like maybe a few people have seen it, but if if there's not like a recording of it, and somebody doesn't. And it's not like 50 million thousand bajillion people and the recording isn't crystal clear quality with audio and they're not able to prove that it wasn't premeditated somehow and that Kurt didn't do something to like tick him. Like there's just so many things that go into it. Right. And the the believability aspect, like people always choose to believe like. And Kurt's not like the right type of victim. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's probably why. Yeah. I, I You're right. I know you're right. It just makes me mad. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes me so mad because I'm like, ah, I just want, I want to protect him. Yeah. With everything I can, but it is what it is. Yep. Those are my gripes, even though they're like, you're right. It is fair and everything. I mean, no, but you're right too. Like, protect queer kids, period. Yeah. If this it's is just, a high yeah, school, it should be a safe space. It's very frustrating to watch, but it's re- Especially when life. it's like, you don't have the option to not go to school. Luckily, Kurt has the option to transfer and stuff like that. Like he's barely in a position. Yeah, exactly. Barely. But like, even then it's like, you can hardly afford it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. We can talk about this once this whole week for another hour and a half. We have to move on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So that was a really good scene. And then we get back in the Glee club and Kurt and Mercedes are sitting next to each other, which I love. Those are my two. I love their, I love besties. I love them as friends. Truly. And then Mr. Shoe's like, you guys got Beast fired and you guys need to figure out a way to get Beast back at the school because you guys are really fucked up. And Kurt and Mercedes are looking at each other like, what the fuck did they do? And, and Rachel's, Rachel like, even, Rachel's like, what did I do? Yeah, Rachel's like, what exactly did we do? And it's like, right? Because like, why is Shoe screaming at the entire freaking Glee Club when it's like four yeah. students that are that are doing this nonsense? This is an issue I have with anyone in any position of power in general. If you... Yeah. If you have an issue with a specific group of people, two or three employees or, or one person. students or one person, do confrontational. not do not make it the problem of everybody else who is not doing those wrong things. True. That I should not have to hear about other people's wrongdoings in a public setting or in a classroom setting, in a work setting or personal setting. It's like, no, speak to them directly because this does not involve me. That he should have had a conversation specifically with the people who were doing it to, one, not air out all Beast business. 
Because they didn't need the no, no one else needs to know about what's episode. going on to just yeah. further embarrass Beast. Because that's what ha- you know what I mean. Like, it's why weird. Did he do it's that? weird. Beast is already going through so much. Literally quit. Um, is so uncomfortable with the fact that these these boys and Tina are doing this, and it's just like that. And then to not just talk to them specifically to keep some sort of privacy about the matter. I mean, even though obviously they're all going to gossip and tell each other anyway, that's their prerogative. That's unavoidable. But you can have you can try at least to keep it within the people involved so that you at least are doing your job of like protecting these people's privacy and everything like that. You know what I mean? Especially when that's supposed to be your friend. It just feels very inappropriate to hash it out in front of all the kids who aren't involved in the situation. But that's like my two cents on it. I don't know. I think it's really, again, she was like one step forward, three steps back. (sighs) And so with that, we cut to... Blaine and Kurt outside. Krofsky approaches. And mm. tell me how I literally shrieked when Krofsky shoved Blaine. I was ready to throw hands. I was like, don't you dare come for I was Blaine. Like, don't touch my son. And Blaine's nonchalant not, attitude I, I, is so sweet. His little hands so, go up and he's like. Yeah, he's so mature. And, and uh, this brings up the issue I have with the, them de aging him. He's so obviously coded as an older character and like yeah. lived in a lot more and like he acts been like through a this junior shit. or a senior in high school yeah in which scene. is what he was supposed to be but and he's already and like even with knowing everything that Karofsky has done to Kurt and all the fucked up shit and inappropriate and all that stuff Kurt and Blaine are still like really trying to be there for Karofsky and give him some sort of respect and dignity that he may not even deserve really but they're still trying to just, like, be a support system for him because they know how hard it is. And he's just, like, completely dismissive of it. And it just it just goes, again, to prove their character and how how good and mature they both are for mm-hmm. their age and how well-written they are as characters, specifically queer characters, in, like, a greater way. Yeah, it's just, it's nice to see that even if he's a dick, mm-hmm. they're still giving him some sort of, like, pass. Like, not a pass, but, like, I don't know like room to fuck up and grow and everything like that yeah imagine if your bully was your first kiss oh it's so sinister i could not it's exactly it's just fucked up that sets up sets up your relationship with like kissing and intimacy and sex in such a like clouded and misguided way out of the gate for that to be your first like real kiss like quote unquote real kiss it's just so upsetting and i feel so bad for kurt Uh, luckily eventually he gets he gets a better kiss thankfully Mm -hmm. uh yeah i just it's really upsetting for that to be kurt's first kiss that he says that mattered yeah um uh, one last thing about the scene okay from me from me to blaine Okay. He looks so hot when he's like disheveled and like leaning against the like the stairwell <laughs> after he gets pushed. I was like, I, I cannot think. He looked like his his like tie is fucked up. His like shirt's a little messy. He's like just like leaning there, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is unbelievably horny. <laughs> I remember seeing. I remember being a teenager and seeing that and being like, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I see what you're doing here. I'm I'm in. I'm all in. And he's like, um, actually, I just got shoved into the wall by a high school bully, but go off. 
He's like, go off, King, I guess. <laughs> and I'm okay. like, okay, do it again. All righty. Uh... <laughs> I can't help it. He's looking hot and sexy. Okay, fine. That's not my problem. No, it's not. <laughs> it's Kurt's problem to deal with. Exactly. Yeah, thank God. Kurt's so lucky. <laughs> um. All right, then we get back to Will and Beast. And can you believe that Will actually kissed her? I was kind of shocked. Like, who told you to go and do that? Yeah, it's nice. It's weird, but it's nice. I'm fine with it, I think. It, yeah, I don't know. It. <laughs> but just because somebody says, oh, you know what? I've never been kissed. Like, who yeah. said that she wanted it to be you? <laughs> That's not my first instinct. But I also, like, I think I'm okay with it because I think I'm more okay with it than I'm not okay with it because they have such a, again, a mutual respect for each other and, like, Beast feels safe with Will and, like, comfortable with him. So that I guess it's kind of like ripping off the Band-Aid. At least now Beast will have a memory of, like, oh, well, it's with someone that cares about me a lot and, like, only wants the best for me, it seems. So I guess in that way, I'm, like, I'm kind of okay with it. But it is just, like, it's not my first instinct. It's not my first instinct. I'm not... It's not something that... It's not for me. Right. Me either. I don't (laughs) But it's... (laughs) It is funny, though, that Will is, like basically acting marginalized because he's some geek-ass loser. In this scene, he's like, we're all weird. And I'm like, you're just a loser. It's different. It is different. Um, all right. I'm also annoyed that they didn't make Beast gay out of the gate. I mean, but just because she's masculine doesn't mean she has to be gay. And that's the, that's the thing that I kind of agree with them on. Like, good, kudos no, I for know. them for being like, okay, masculine teacher, think, football coach. Like, I think my big thing is like, Dot Marie Jones is queer. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it would be nice to see like a butch queer woman playing a butch queer woman on TV. That's true. So like that. And then like, I was thinking about this while watching the episode. And like, I had that thought where I was like, oh, it would have been cool to see that. And then maybe eventually she has some sort of like one-on-one with like Santana when like she comes out and all that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that would have opened up a lot of really interesting doors to like the different sides of like lesbianism in that way and like oh well it's not like you just don't have to look a specific way like santana could have been like well i'm not i'm not a lesbian i don't look like beast it's like okay well that's not how that works you know what i mean it could have been yeah an interesting conversation there and just like yeah to see like a butch woman play a butch woman like that's a true. butch lesbian i think that would have been cool to see but i'm also like that is so nitpicky of me i mean you're right on both counts like you're right that yeah. that could have worked that could have been a good but idea. then we get a they get the whole domestic abuse storyline, which is, like, important, too, because this was, like, a kid show, so it's nice to show that stuff. You know what I mean? To be, like, just because someone tells you they love you doesn't mean they love you or treat you right. Right. So, at the end of the day, like, we get good stuff out of it either way, but... Right. Again, I'm being nitpicky. (laughs) (laughs) Which is totally allowed. It's our podcast. We can bitch about stuff if we want. If you don't like it, get your own fucking podcast. (laughs) 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 All right. Next up, we have a... Another Kurt scene, and wow, he already has a picture of Blaine in his fucking locker, and it's framed. Me. Me, bitch. Ooh, he's he's down fucking bad out of the gate. Kurt, it's time to move I away, get, I get it, I get it. Yeah, go to Dalton, I would. I would and right away. obsessed with the yellow, this outfit. I love this outfit. I'm on the team of Kurt should have never come back to McKinley. He and Blaine should have stayed yeah. at Dalton. I agree. Okay. I agree. I understand why they did it, like, for a storyline way, but, like, I 
fully think Kurt should have just stayed at Dalton. And it would have been more interesting yeah, to have the two schools and then have, like, eventually Sebastian comes in and, like, that kind of dynamic of all of them being at Dalton and, like, this weird... Yeah, or maybe somebody else from McKinley this... could have gone to Dalton. Yeah, or something like... Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I think that would have been really cool. Yeah. And especially then the, there would be more tension. Because I think something that... An issue that the later seasons of Glee have is that there's so much tension in the first, like, three seasons around the competitions. Yeah. And you're like, oh, they could actually lose this. Yeah. And then later on, it's just kind of like, I don't think they're gonna. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't, it wouldn't make sense narratively, where at least if Kurt and Blaine and these characters that you're so, uh, like, uh, like endeared to are at another school, you're like, oh, like, there's tension in who you're rooting for. Like, when the trouble tones... Exactly. Like you get that with the treble tones where it's like, oh, like, I don't know who's going to win this. Like, it's exciting to watch. And like, you're, it's like a nail biter. You're like, oh, one of these scenarios, my favorite of my favorite character is going to lose either way. So like, who do I want to win more? And like, that's really exciting to watch. So I, I agree. I think he should have stayed at Dalton in the long run for me personally. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I, I think it would have been more interesting. And then we could have gotten more cool Dalton songs, like True. Warbler songs. Yeah. Like, they're so good. The Warblers are really good. Um, all right. Then, then we go back to the Glee Club for the final scene, which is the boys' performance. And they're, like, going on and on. They're like, sorry, coach. Like, like... Sorry, we're pieces of shit. And we're dedicating this terrible mashup to you. This is dedicated <laughs> to you. It sucks so bad. We hate it. I will not deal with the slander. And I like this song. We made this terrible-ass mashup just for you, just to show you how much we care about you, which is not at all. And we are Artie so sounds... not sorry. <laughs> Already sounds good in this. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. And Will goes... Yes, he does. And then when Will's like, guys, can you just get to the song? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> seriously. The one time I agree yeah. with Will Schuster. <laughs> she was like, wrap it up, losers. Let's go. He's like, I, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I got a clock out. Yeah, he's like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you get to the song, please, uh- guys? <laughs> Yeah, I I like this song. I like this performance. No. That's my stance. That's my take. We can agree to disagree. No, I'm going to start my own second podcast (laughs) just so I can... (laughs) I I do. And I like their little costumes. I think they're cute. No. Beast... I think they look cute. Beast's face when they're performing it. Beast's face is so fucking funny. It's exactly how I felt while watching it. Like, her face is dead Um, serious the entire time. I like when Kurt shakes his little butt in front of Mercedes. <laughs> cute. <laughs> He's having so much fun, and Mercedes is so cute. And she's like, Woo. like I think I'll, I think they're also everyone in the scene is ha- looks like they're having so much fun, which I think is also other than Beast for the obvious reasons. Like all the Glee kids are having so much fun, so I think that's also why I like it. Because I'm like, oh look at them, they're friends. I like that. Yeah, and then at the end, Beast is like. Thanks, everyone. I liked it. That was... She's like, I liked it. (laughs) It sucked! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh my my God. God. And then they have their... They have their little hug. Yeah. And Artie's like, get in here. And I'm like, okay. Artie, other than the scenes with Puck, is... I... He's fine in this episode. I hate Artie. He needs to stay the... (laughs) Stay the fuck away from my girls. (laughs) I... Honestly, I think I like him in this episode so much just because he paid that waitress so she didn't have to, like, pay it herself. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, he's net good in this episode. Okay, fine. I can I can accept that. Fine, but he's all that's right. That's it. This, ep- this episode went by really fast. Yeah, it went by pretty it's fast. It's like, 
it's a really quick one, especially compared to how some of the other episodes we've talked about have felt like they're three hours long. Because, th- no, because this this episode, the only important scenes were the ones with Karofsky, Kurt, and Blaine. All of the other yeah. scenes are literally filler. It's like kind of filler, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's just not really much, like it, there's no real plot development there. I think the only thing you could really consider is like friendship between Will and Beast is like yeah. a little bit, but like they have like, a deeper respect for each other and like their friendship deepens. But other than that, it's like nothing really happens. There's like no Finn and Rachel stuff. There's like no Quinn stuff really other than the weird, um, B storyline. Mm-hmm. Mercedes is not in this episode really at all. Right. Brittany and Santana are barely in it other than like the two scenes where they're Puck and Artie are talking about them. Where they're being cute. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and even the Puck and Artie storyline doesn't really go anywhere in the long run. Like, right. it doesn't really it goes flesh nowhere. itself out. Yeah, it's just kind of like, yeah, it's all filler except for the Kurt and Blaine scenes. Which, again, are the best. Totally. <laughs> They're so good. All right. I'll take know? all that shit-ass filler if it means I could get Kurt and Blaine scenes. Exactly how I felt about sexy. Yeah, exactly. It's Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you want to know what we're watching next? Yes, I'm really excited. What is it? Season 2, episode 22, New York. Oh! We have to. I'm sorry, because... Yes! We have to! We absolutely must. Is literally every episode we're going to talk about from season 2, I think? (laughs) The way that season 2 changed my life as an individual, as a human being... I'm being dead serious. On a molecular level, I was not composed of the same dna material after i watched season two of glee i don't even know if that makes scientific sense but i don't care it doesn't have to it doesn't have to it's true it's like yeah i'm i'm so that episode is excellent i'm so excited i'm so glad one of us chose it I had to choose it, especially uh, with the cast photos. Like you just, I'm, I'm like jittery oh right God. now. I'm like on Ooh, another. We're getting level in, right now. We're gonna get into it. That's such a good one. I'm that episode's so excited gonna be like that. two hours long. That podcast episode will be like at least way too. Absolutely. Long. Are you kidding? How could we not like the f- for good alone? Okay. Stop. 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 We stop. Ha- be prepared. Be prepared. Watch, everybody. If you okay, listen. <laughs> I know there are people here who've never seen an episode of Glee, and that's okay. We we're love. We're proud you of you. We're proud of you. Actually, we're proud of you. Yeah, we're proud of you. This needs to for be your week, episode. This needs you, to be your episode. For next week, you have homework. You have to watch. If you're never gonna watch an episode of Glee, or never gonna engage with it other than listening to us talk about it, you, you need to just watch New York. Please watch it. It's so excellent. It's so oh like my God, you oh my need God. to watch it. Because we are going to truly go on and on and on and on. And you need context for the... You need to actually have context of the episode. It's so good. Please so please, it. I'm begging. Like, this is your homework. We are on our hands and knees. Like, we will... I think it is going to be rare that we actually, like, genuinely ask you to watch the episode before you listen to the episode. This is one of those situations where yep. I think it is so important mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for you to... I think the next two we're going to do... I feel the same way about. You need to watch them okay. to have the full. But we'll get there. Oh. Next week, it's going to be a banger. I'm banger incoming. Out. I'm freaking I'm out. I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited. Okay. All right. Everyone, well, thank you right. for listening. 
Um, links to all of our socials yeah. are in the description of the episode, and a yeah, link to you know the where to find them. Yes, and a link to the fan fiction that we mentioned in today's episode will be linked. Oh yes, be sure to check it out. It is a absolutely key piece it will be of Clane history, Glee history. This is like, yeah, this is like one for the books. One for the books. Ah, oh, it's so good. And please, if you do read it, please DM me specifically. I do want to talk about it. I could talk about it endlessly. Or DM the DM the you know that episode account, or DM me speci- uh, separately on Instagram. Like I could talk about little numbers until the cows come home. It's phenomenal. Phenomenal. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Oh my God, he's online. Can he see me? What the hell is she talking about? Who's this? Can I speak to Angelina, please? No, she died.